Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. We are presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. If you've got a financial question, you want us to weigh in on that, just send an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That is what Rose did. She is calling from North Carolina. Hello, Rose. What can I do for you? Hi, Jill. Um, so my husband and I have been working. We both work, and we've been saving and investing. Um, and recently we've been, um, we are going to have some financial changes like buying a house and maybe sending the kids to private school. Mm -hmm. So I am kind of taking financial stock of where we're at and we keep bumping up against these robo advisors. My husband is very interested in them. I am a little more nervous about them. Um, and I wanted to know whether you think it's really worth it to, move money from a traditional brokerage account right. into something like Betterment because of the daily rebalancing and the tax loss harvesting. Okay, so let's start with what you have. Who is managing the account right now? You guys? We are. Okay, so the cost is basically whatever the cost of the funds are. Are you using mostly index funds? Exactly, very uh, low cost ETFs. Okay, so what is it about the robo that your husband thinks that you're not getting currently? He thinks that it saves us from having to rebalance. Mm -hmm. And he's been reading that doing daily rebalancing and tax loss harvesting can save you or add, you know, thousands of dollars to your portfolio every year. Okay. So, so he feels like maybe we're leaving money on the table. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. Let's talk about what you have. Tell us about what's in the accounts currently. So in, let's start with non-retirement accounts because obviously that rebalancing only is really useful in term and the tax loss stuff is really only useful when it comes to a taxable account. So what's in a taxable account currently? Okay. So we have a little over 700000 in a taxable brokerage account at Schwab. Okay. And we have that about 80%, 80-20. It's like all ETFs. Okay. Low cost. Great. And then we have about 250000 in cash, mm -hmm. which is a bit high, but we, like I said, we are going to buy a house. So yeah. we've been setting aside cash for a down payment. So I don't think we should count that for the Yeah. Understood. Investment. That's going to be done. Right. Okay. And then we have some money in 529s and then we have another about 800000 in retirement accounts. With current employers? Current and former okay. employers. And now he went ahead just uh, before, you know, a few weeks ago, he was curious about the Betterment thing. So he put one uh, IRA in Betterment, which is obviously you won't really value. There's no value to the tax loss harvesting. Right. But he just wanted to try it out, yeah. do the rebalancing and all the tools. Okay. That seems fair enough. There's no reason why. That's not a bad idea. Tell us about what's going on in your lives. You sound young, and it sounds like you've got young kids. So how old are you, and how old is your husband? Yeah. Uh, we're in late 30s, early 40s. Mm -hmm. We have two kids, age 3 and 7, mm -hmm. and um, we rent. We've been renting for a very long time. Wow. And, yeah, so now we are ready to buy, mm -hmm. and also we're thinking about, well, my younger one has to go to private mm -hmm. preschool, which is expensive. Mm. And then for logistical reasons, it may be easier for us to send our older kid to private school too. All right. That's going to be expensive. How much do you guys earn together? Together, we earn probably like four fifty to 500000 a year. And you're saving a lot, it sounds like, because you've got all this money right. set aside. How much are you paying in rent, just out of curiosity? 
2700 a month. Okay. And which is actually really high. It's the highest we've <clears throat> ever paid. You know what? Mark and I just both raised our eyebrows at the exact same time. Like, hi. Wow, that sounds reasonable. But you can buy a house for how much money and be happy. What's the, what's the house going to cost you? The 250? We can be happy 550 to okay. 600,000. All right, so 600, you get a 250,000. You put 250 down. You got you still have a conventional mortgage, piece of cake and reasonable and I'm sure the taxes aren't too bad there, right? Right. Okay, good. I'm not a hundred. This is going to sound like uh, maybe a tiny bit surprising to you. I'm not convinced that daily rebalancing is necessary. I've looked at a lot of academic research and I have found that pretty much people say that if you you could rebalance once, twice or four times a year and get just about the same bang for your buck. I feel like a little bit like this is unnecessary. I mean, it may be that you're really busy. If you said to me, oh, my God, I'm so busy in my life and there's no way we can keep managing this money. We want to go to a robo environment. Then I think, fine. But I don't see that you're gaining that much. I'm not sure that you're you're actually leaving all that much money on the table. And frankly, if you just did a little tax loss selling when you begin the fourth quarter of the year for your non-retirement account, that $700,000 account, you may be in just fine shape. So unless he's hell-bent on doing it, it sounds like you're doing a good job. Do you feel overwhelmed by it? I mean, in other words, is there something else you're seeking? Do you want actual financial planning and more customized advice that's not about your investments, but about your life? So I think part of this is motivated by wanting that broader just input. It's hard to find fee-based fiduciary financial planners and, you know, I try to only hire work with women. This is a personal matter. So it was even Love harder. You. But I did find somebody who seems great and she's doing a financial plan for us. Oh, great. But they don't want to invest. Like, they won't give us real investment guidance without managing it for us. Sort of weird. But Yeah. I like the idea that you paid for a financial plan. And you get that because I think that if one of the things that would be interesting is if you said to me, well, I want more finance, you got your financial plan. Now it's talking about allocating assets. This is like the easiest part of your entire financial life. And you're doing it. You are doing it right now. I guess I would wonder, would they would they comment? Okay, about what your allocation is right now? They will. Okay, fine. And they'll go so far as to say hey, we think you're taking on too much risk in this area or that area. Good. But they don't want to give us Fine. what their portfolio we don't need. We don't care about their portfolio. Your portfolio is probably better and more efficient than theirs. So I think if you're getting a plan and you look at your allocation, I don't think you need a robo. I mean, if he really wants to do it, then let him throw a little bit of money in there and he can play with it mm-hmm. and use the tools. It's not that expensive, but it is like the 20 basis points difference would flow to your bottom line. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're right. It really probably is only 0.2 or 0.3 percent differential between you managing it and them putting it on their platform. But I like what you're doing and I think you're in great shape. So I'm not sure why you do it. One last thing is when you say like the tax law selling, that start part that gets a little technical for me. I mean, isn't that is that something that the Schwab person at the branch can help with? Yeah. Like Let me I'm, tell you what this okay. is. Okay. Here's what happens. You buy a mutual fund or an ETF. You spend $10 on it. Now it's the beginning of the fourth quarter, right? So it's $10 a share. Now it's $9 a share. And you're like, oh, I have a loss there. Even if you loved that fund, you could sell it and take that loss, whatever the loss is. 
The rule of thumb is that you can sell something at a loss. You could also sell something at a gain, and they could wash the gain against the loss. Meaning, if you lost $1,000 in one fund, you gained $1,000 in another, you could sell them. You basically, no tax consequences. And, and that's just a way to clean up and rebalance your portfolio at the end of the year. Maybe you look at what you own and you say, hey, you know what? I don't need 14 funds. I really just want seven funds. And you can clean up that way. The other thing that you're okay. allowed to do is in a taxable account is you can take up to $3,000 in losses every year against your ordinary income. So if you said, I have one loser in my, it's, it's October, you say, oh, I got a loser in my portfolio. And even if you thought it was a great fund, you might say, let me just sell it. And I can take up to $3,000 of losses in that portfolio beyond any gains that I take. That's what tax loss selling is. It, it is mm. It's that easy. It's what did I buy it for? What's it worth now? Is it a gain? Is it a loss? And you know what? Here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. You're going to call us back at the end of the year and we're going to walk you through it. And we're going to, you're going to say to me, you'll say, I'm going to send you a um, screenshot of our taxable account and we're going to walk through it. But you'll pay attention to it now because you'll see on your statement, you'll see cost basis and current value. And the difference between the cost basis and the current value is either a gain or a loss. That's all that tax loss selling is. You know, it's funny because people make it sound like, oh, it's this sophisticated algorithm. That's it. It's like the easiest algorithm to write. Well, they advertise it, the robos, as saving you thousands of dollars if you do it all the time, like every day. Listen, I love Betterment. They used to sponsor our show. I think they're great. Mm -hmm. But I don't really see that daily rebalancing is necessary. I don't think that that is a necessary aspect of your total financial picture. I think the money you spent on your financial plan is probably more valuable to you than whatever tax loss harvesting. And there's no reason that you need to do tax loss harvesting more than once a year. I'm meeting with some really geeky dudes for lunch today, and I'm going to just say, <laughs> what do you think? And I'm going to let you know. How about that? That sounds great. All right. I, I wanted your guidance, and I got it. I'm yeah. so grateful. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Thanks for calling. Okay. That's the call of the week. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the contact us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday, and you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13, and our show is presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. See you next week.